Hi, folks. Just a quick note before we drop into the show. If you regularly listen to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to give the show a good rating wherever you listen to it. Share some favorite episodes with friends and encourage people you know to follow the show if they don't already. And if you don't feel like you can give the show a five-star rating, I want to know how I can do better. Reach out to me directly on Instagram. My profile link is in the show notes. And now, on with the show. Okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. Say again, please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. Hi, I'm Andrew Wallace, and welcome to the We've Got a Problem podcast, where each week we explore inspiring stories of struggle, success, and solutions to prevalent problems and how our guests have helped turn a problem into an opportunity. This week, I'm joined by Lana Hall, a psychologist based in Brisbane, Australia, and founder of the Slow Life Project, a system designed to transform the overwhelming, overstressed, overcommitted life many of us are leading with one Uh, centered on our own personal values, authenticity, meaning, and joy. Lana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk. I I do talk to the occasional life coach, somebody who's got a program, but you're actually a psychologist. You actually have some science training and and (laughs) actually have professional validation behind what you what you what you tell us and what what you're helping people do which is new and refreshing so i'm 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 excited oh, great, to get a chance great. To... i'm very excited to be the first one then that's all awesome. there you there you go so i mean tell me a little bit about your background how did you get your start what got you interested in this kind of line of work oh i mean honestly i think i've always been interested in this um like the idea of personal development mm-hmm. and, and living your best life and that kind of thing i remember sitting around um you know the kitchen with the newspaper and i was always into like the lifestyle section and maybe the comics. I never read the news or anything like that. My sister's exactly the same. Um, When I was a teenager, I was really focused on the idea of what's what's the point? Why are we here? And trying to kind of get an answer to that. And I didn't go to university uh, here. That's college, um, probably for you guys. Uh, straight out of school. Like I took quite a break because I knew I had to really figure out what do I want to do with my life in order to actually be able to stick to <laughs> a four-year <laughs> degree. What a novel concept. Like I, around. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, so I, I waited. <laughs> good, yes. Well, I feel yeah. like so many people, uh, That's uh, it's such a common path, especially here in the States, that people just go straight from their their secondary school, high school, whatever, to... Uh, college, university, and mm. without having any idea of what they want to be. They're like, well, you'll figure it out when you get there. And of course, we take out, uh, which which is less common elsewhere in the globe, but we take out hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt to mm. to do something we don't even know what we're going for. So. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a novel concept to actually figure out what it is that you're that you're interested in before you before you get into it. So you took some time. How how yeah. long? Um how- so it, I didn't go until I was 24. So okay. 6 years and I did fun things like joined an environmental conservation thing where they paid you to go and, you know, do weeding, um, you know, worked in all these different kinds of businesses and eventually came to the conclusion I need to help people and I need to use my brain so (laughs) then I kind of went to the the course calendar and had a look at what might suit and I did have that that interest in personal development and definitely once I made the choice oh yeah psychology seems like a good fit 
having had that uh, that time to think and reflect on who I am and what do I think is going to be a good choice for me really helped me when it gets difficult. Like I feel like every semester you start off excited, then it kind of gets hard and boring, then all the assignments <laughs> are due and it's almost test time and you're like, ah, what am I doing? Do I really want to do this? And every yep. time the answer was, yes, of course you do. Don't right. give up. Um, I mean, after you've done a few of those patterns, you also know the pattern, but I thought about it and uh, I haven't regretted it, you know, like it, it has served me very, very well. Well, I think that's kind of something that that pervades your work and something I'm fascinated with, which is aligning what you do with your actual values. It's like, mm. again, a novel concept, but for, for some, <laughs> but it, it, it seems like the only way, in my opinion, to actually be act fulfilled and satisfied with with what it is that you're doing long term because you can find some enjoyment in 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 little things but eventually if you get too far away too far afield from what actually makes you tick what's actually important to you you're you're you're, you're kind of destined for failure or at least the lack of fulfillment so i mean one of the and we're going to talk more about that i'm sure mm. but <laughs> one of the one of the pillars of the show is kind of making good decisions and how okay. we can how we can make better choices and then actually stick to them, right? Because anybody on a good day, and I'll use a, a common example just because it's simple, but anybody on a good day can can decide not to have that soda and 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 swap for water and and make a healthy choice. But when it's two a.m. and you're tired and you're you're on the way home. It, you, you've lost the willpower. Those those smart choices don't necessarily come easy to hand, and, and you just grab for 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 what's there. Now, we're, I'm not just talking about dieting, but that's a that's an example of yeah. just we're, when we're all good and we're we're ready to go, we can make good choices. But how do we stick with those things? Because life is not always rainbows and puppies and 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 all those kinds of things. How, how do we how do we do it better? What's your what do you think? I would say, I mean, I definitely think that values is part of the answer, that if you understand that you value physical health, then yes, in a kind of macro way, that makes sense and it makes it less me less likely to choose uh, the soda. I think in that example that you're talking about, the thing that is going to make the biggest difference is the way that you are talking to yourself about your choices. And this is a super, super common thing. Like, yeah. You'll recognize this, right? Like if you have a couple of great meals and then towards the afternoon, I'm not making those healthy choices. Most people are going to get focused on the fact that they didn't make a healthy choice and then they're going to get self-critical about that. And we can kind of brain blame our brain for that because it is biased towards the negative. So if we just let the pattern run, it'll focus on the mistakes that we make. And the problem with that is that when we're focused on the mistakes, we're not in a great place to learn and change the next time. <laughs> so, and if you add criticism into that, we're only making it worse. Like both those things push us into the stress response, that fight or flight kind of mode. And okay. that is not where we encode new information. And it is not where we change from. We think we're under threat. We double down into old habits and patterns when we're in that space. 
So if we want to make a better choice with sodas, and this isn't, I guess, like a super short-term solution, but what you want to do is focus on the right choices, the things I did well, and you do need to put a fair bit of energy and effort into that uh, because the negative tends to encode more deeply and easily into our brain. It's more connected to survival. But you want to focus on the awesome breakfast you had, the amazing right. healthy lunch you had, how much of a healthy person you're becoming. Because then what you're doing is you're building yourself up, you're feeling confident, and you're associating those healthy choices with all this kind of lovely kind of praise that you're heaping on yourself. That will get you to make better choices yes, going forward. Yes, 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 yes. And I can absolutely see that, especially when you say when we're in the fight or flight mode, that's not where we encode new information, right? So 100%. it's just you're just destined for this kind of loop that's gonna that's gonna keep repeating yourself if you stay just in the negative. And uh, now I've learned that we're more predisposed to, to to bias toward the negative. So it's it's something that we have to consciously a little bit work toward yeah, redirecting, yeah. shifting the narrative. Yeah. And I, I, they, I mean, I can see that happening in much more complicated areas besides just something simple like a dietary choice and, and how we comport ourselves at work and how we uh, act in, in meetings and what we do with our partner and how we in, engage with the world that still we focus on what I did wrong, what, what didn't mm-hmm. go well, what, what, wasn't, what wasn't right about it. And you go, why do I keep making the same mistake why 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 does that keep happening because in a sense i'm destined to repeat it if i continue to focus on the on the negative the 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 idea of of sticking to our values is is also crucial right we talked a little bit about that and 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 obviously it we we agree that it's important but how do we how do we do that how do we i mean because a lot of people don't even figure out what they are right let's just start there right we, a lot of people don't don't know really <laughs> what their values are. They kind of have an idea, but they've never really figured them out. And I don't know. I, I, I mean, but like what's it knowing, I guess, is first. But what's the trick? All right. So let's assume that you do already know. And yeah, there's certainly different exercises and you can think about it, uh, bringing it in front of mind. But if you've got an idea of like, yes, this is the kind of person that when I'm being them, this uh, this is me at my best. You know, I quite like being this person. I would then get people to focus on just one value at a time. So it's pretty hard to change full stop. And if you're just focusing on one thing, you've kind of got half a chance to actually implement it. So that's a motivational strategy. Let's just keep it super simple. Just I, pick I one can't do all 17 on. things at the same time. I, I this is yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's way too complicated. We're very simple. So we're going to pick one. And usually it makes sense to to pick the one where you're going to be able to feel good about doing it. And what I mean by that is like I have a value of physical health. I've had it for a long time. My exercise routines and eating habits are just, you know, on rinse and repeat. So if I pick that, it's kind of I'm not going to feel amazing about it. I'll be like, yeah, cool, but I already know that about me. I want to pick something where 
I I can see that there's a lot more scope for improvement and feeling good and opportunities to take. Um, And often character-based values are great ones for that. Like we pick something like confidence or honesty or being optimistic. You can always do better with those ones. Sure. Uh, So pick a value. And then what you want to do is, I mean, I have this very particular way of working with people that I think is quite effective because it's touching on quite a few different psychological strategies that we know work. Pick the value. I want you to think about it when you very first wake up in the morning. And there's sort of two main reasons for that. One is that it's closer to sleep, which means that your subconscious is more online. So we're going to have a chance of encoding this information more quickly. And what we think about first thing in the morning is then gets a disproportionate effect on the rest of our day. So our reticular activating system is like, oh, you're thinking about that first? This must be important. And it kind of sets up this background program. Look for this thing as we're going through the day. So that's just kind of will happen. Consciously, what's a great thing to do is have a bit of a think about, okay, so I'm going to be confident. What's my day looking like? And you can just do this in bed, right? So (laughs) you can write it down if you want. It will be more effective, but we can just do this in bed with our eyes shut. How am I going to show up as confident today? Where are the opportunities to do that? So whether it's work or I'm interacting with people, okay, what might happen? And if we're thinking about it like that, it's great to visualize it in as much detail as possible because it's building up a nice picture and because our subconscious mind likes pictures as well. So then we're kind of pushing back in again. This stuff is important. Be on the lookout for it. Ideally, you then are able to take those opportunities. It takes a little bit of practice to get used to it for the systems that are operating at subconscious level to be like, oh, yeah, they're really serious about this. (laughs) Uh, But if you've thought about these ideas of like, oh, maybe I can take that opportunity later on, you're way more likely to take those opportunities. You can do things like set alarms on your phone to remind yourself confidence or remind yourself before that meeting you're going to speak today because that's a confident thing to do. (laughs) Um, And then what we want to do is kind of unpack that at the end of the day. So quite close to sleep. Again, you don't have to write it down. You can just be in bed thinking about this. How did I take opportunities for confidence today? And this is where Mm -hmm. we want to focus on what we did right, not all the opportunities that we missed. What did I do well? And have a look back. And it doesn't have to be the stuff you said you were going to do. It doesn't really matter. Just what actually happened, however small, that allowed you to demonstrate confidence. And bonus, looking back over your day in that way, positively reflecting on things that kind of mildly went well is a great getting to sleep technique. Like this is one of these strategies you can use if you have insomnia. So (laughs) we're also tying in another awesome benefit there. Hey, Um, I love those kinds of side benefits. Yeah. Well, I I keep repeating is that, I mean, that, that goes right along with the practice of gratitude, right? Just being, because being grateful for what you what went right is is mm. that that ties in perfectly with what we all probably should be doing to handle all of life's stresses, right? We we and I say should in the sense that like this would probably be a good idea for 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 more people to do, not to 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 cast the the guilt on it like well you should be doing that and you're not, but to yeah. to sit there and and focus on what went right as part of just I'm. I'm so glad that I did that. I mean, even to 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 
to, to put that in there and put the positive spin on it. I, I'm glad I spoke today. That went right. I did this. I'm I'm focusing on the confidence. Okay. And, and, and it's helping me fall asleep. That's another benefit. <laughs> yeah, also beneficial. Yes, yes. And then the more you repeat that, the more that those subconscious patterns are just picking up, oh, this is an important thing. And once you've kind of got that, helping you you will get more of a nudge a meeting's coming up and you won't have to plan for it you'll be like oh there's an opportunity to be confident right right <laughs> uh, so you you'll be able to see things like the reticular activating system is fascinating it's the part of your brain that when you decide you want to buy a new car automatically starts really paying attention to what other cars are other people driving you know and you <laughs> notice things that you didn't notice before because you've decided that this is important to me now and so that system helps you see details oh that guy's got a prius oh like cool let me ask him about that whereas before you never paid any attention to the car he drove that kind of thing right well and recognizing opportunities that's the that that's the key mm. right that so yeah. many times i i i me particularly right I, I i look at this how i interact and i assume it's it's similar for other people but i miss just chances because i'm not even aware that they were there that after the fact yes. somebody will go that was your chance you the, the the chance to speak up in the meeting chance to to ask for a promotion chance to do whatever and you go oh ooh, okay i'll be more aware of that next time it it happens oh that would have been a good time to ah yes 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 but we miss those things when we're not when we're not thinking about them when they're not and i guess you know as, as you say the reticular activating system i'm now i have to read more about the reticular activating system yeah, yeah. To, that seems like the yes. hack your brain kind of thing so i mean you 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 decided to start the slow life project let's talk a little bit about that i don't mm. want to get too far afield before we get into the the the, the meat of these things why did you feel that that now was the time for the slow life project what what brought um, you to that well I mean, I do think that the world is definitely getting more and more busy. I mean, you could say that from the ever since the internet's been around, then with the kind of prevalence of social media. And with people working from home, that blurred lines for a lot of people and they were just sort of, I mean, there was a whole subset of people who were just working all the time, a whole subset of people who lost their jobs and like, what am I doing with my life? And I mean, I was just aware there are a whole lot of psychological strategies that work really well, regardless of whether or not you have a mental health condition you know like the and i guess that's my real sort of passion and interest is this intersection between psychology and the personal development stuff so what can we kind of take from psychological therapies and then we can use this to create a life that is going to be meaningful us, you know, um, so that if, yeah, if I've lost my job, I know how to still keep my self-esteem high because I know what my values are and I can still do things in line with those, whether or not uh, I'm actually getting paid for that. And so I can assess, like, am I just working because I don't know what else to do? That's where all my self-esteem is coming from. And okay, well, if I talk to myself in a more positive way, I don't need to be working all the time. I can do, again, you know, more of these things that are uh, important to me, but I haven't necessarily prioritized them because I wasn't giving myself positive reinforcement for that. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I mean, I can see how that ties into 
a lot of problems that are just kind of perniciously plaguing society. Uh, I feel like, I mean, I certainly do, and, and and observably that other people are doing it, that there's that there's more procrastination going on, and yet there's more stress at the same time. Like, we're very busy, but we're also mm-hmm. uh, just, our, our minds are being pulled in every different direction, trying to to do things and, and, and manage and, and, and the phone is not helping. Like the, the, no. the, the, <laughs> the it is not, it, 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 so many of us are not using it as, as a tool and we're using it as, as an escape, a diversion, a dopamine delivery device. I mean, it, it's, we're, we're, we're getting away again, like you say, from, from values and, and what truly matters to us and, and letting those things be kind of hijacked by, by others. Which mm. you know perhaps might not be good for our well-being, even if we don't have a mental health condition. It's suboptimal to to constantly be uh, dragged along by somebody else without control. I mean, having an extra mm. locus of control, boy, that's a that's a hard one. What? So what? I mean, yeah. what's what? What are the tricks? What can we do? How can we? How can we be better? Yeah, I mean, I think something you touched on there when you talk about the dopamine and you know just doing something in the moment. That is another quality that is hardwired into us that isn't really that great for our mental health. You know, it's yeah. choosing the thing that's easiest for us now over the thing that really will give us long-term benefits. And so, I mean, there almost seems to be, uh, it doesn't matter what area of life you look at, if it's easy in uh, in the short term to do it, there'll be long-term consequences that aren't great <laughs> for you. And those things that are more challenging, like the eating healthy or the speaking up at the meeting, will definitely pay off for us in the long run so the idea of knowing yeah your values is that you can make choices that don't necessarily feel the best or the easiest now but are really going to turn me into the kind of person i want to be you know we could say the same thing about study if you do the easy thing which is procrastinate long-term consequences of that aren't so great for you so you've got to kind of figure out yeah what do I want in order to be able to make those more positive choices? And then it's about, yeah, how do I support myself mentally to be able to do more of that stuff? So I just feel greater and greater about it, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what are the what are the roadblocks? And I mean, to my mind, there's three main ones. Physical, I don't have motivation. Emotional, that feels hard, scary, whatever. So I'm going to I won't do it. I'll avoid those feelings (laughs) or thinking patterns. And our brain definitely has these patterns wired into it that they, they all have evolutionary benefit in small doses and they're all really bad for our mental health uh, (laughs) if we overuse them. So again, it's, it's kind of, you've got to be aware of how your mind is kind of working what has worked really well for us from an evolutionary sense that is not actually serving us so well in the modern world, particularly if we're just thinking in those patterns of Mm -hmm. repeat. If you could wave your magic wand and just evaporate uh, a couple of these things that are that are that are weighing on us what would you pick what would you what 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 is on top of mind as as like the biggest destroyer of 
confidence and and living our best lives and and all those kinds of things what what do you see out there that's not really working um i mean i i definitely come back to that idea of being kinder to yourself you know like i think that if you are feeling supported by yourself then you naturally are going to make choices that create better results for you. You know, it's like it's like being kind to mm-hmm. yourself or, you know, it's often thinking about almost like we're two people. What would I say to a friend in this situation or how would I treat a child in this situation? We kind of know the best ways <laughs> to talk to other people. And but we, we don't, don't do, do them. Yeah, we, if, that's, I, and I've, <laughs> I've said this as well. Like if we talked to other people the way that we talk to ourselves – I, somebody would stab us with a knife. I mean, you'd be you'd, you'd get your throat slit because it's it's yeah. not we're not nice to ourselves. We're we're yeah. we we pretend sometimes we're not nice to other people, but we we pretend and give give other people. I guess we give other people more leeway, more uh, the benefit of the doubt. They're having a bad day. They they had a bad moment. They had a they had a time. They're tired. They're hungry. They're angry. They're lonely. They're whatever. But there's no room for error in in talking to ourselves, and we globalize and we just tell ourselves that we're horrible people. I can't believe I missed that that thing. I can't believe I did that. I'm so stupid. And we just start piling on. Now I don't do this to myself ever. I would never do anything like <laughs> no, that. No, me neither. No. Right? No. <laughs> I mean, we're all we're we're happy well adjusted and 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 nearly perfect people and practically perfect in every way um but I mean, and that's I, I think it's a normal human thing that we do but being mindful like you say that's the the awareness is mm. is so much of the battle with with that kind of stuff now we're we're getting close to the end but i i have to always ask the same questions that i try to ask everybody yeah yeah what do you think the biggest fallacy is, and you can pick anything. It doesn't even have to be related to your field. But what do you oh, think? Oh, wow. The, okay, this the, is too interesting. Yeah. The biggest fallacy is that everybody buys into, but it's just total garbage, rubbish, hogwash, just. Oh, <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to have an answer for that. Um, what does everyone buy into? Oh, I think the idea that they're different from other people. So I am going to pick something out of my field. I would say one of the most common things that I hear when I'm sitting down one on one with clients is am I normal or I know that's not normal um yeah it's normal like we are we're actually you're totally normal is what I want to say to you about that uh everyone tends to think that the problems that they have are worse or the mistakes they've made loom bigger and it's just not true and the more that you can kind of keep in mind uh somebody else has done this somebody else has done this worse and survived i'm not (laughs) alone i'm not that different for other people um i mean that helps you i mean that serves you i mean it's a kind thing to remind yourself of so we're back to that theme of of being nice to yourself but i think we all think oh no one else could possibly have made such a horrible mistake and of course they have right right and well i just I think and it's not it's not really ego it's just you 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 feel like you're the the it's that it, it goes along with imposter syndrome and all those other things like everybody else is great and I'm mm. the failure and somebody's going to yes. figure this out right yes definitely uh, and 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 reminding ourselves which is hard in the moment to go 
to have the perspective. This is normal. This has happened. Everybody's struggling with this. Some people might currently be doing a better job of hiding it from other people, <laughs> but they're still having issues, you know, they, they, yes. and, and yeah. They, and I think that's where the internet has served us well, you know, that you are connected to so many more people. And so, you know, if you type it into Google or go looking for, does anyone else have this? You will definitely <laughs> find people that are honest and are like, yes, me too. This has happened. And so I think that's a lovely thing that we are connected in that way. And, you know, you used to, if you lived in, you know, a small town and you don't have access to many, oh, people, yeah. you feel very isolated. Yeah. It's just not the same anymore. Yeah, yeah I, I always go back to uh, uh, the show Little Britain, where they've got Daffith, who's like, I'm the only gay in the village. And he's <laughs> like, you know, it's like it, it, that's his world. It's, that's it. Mm. He's, and then somebody else, wait, but, but, but I'm the only one. It's like, and, yeah. and uh, I mean, that, that's, you know, we can get into a whole you're special, you're not special kind of thing. Um, but I, 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 that's not a positive way to go necessarily. The fact is, we all are going through some stuff at, at any different time. We all make mistakes. We're all normal. We're all human. Even the pe- and, and perhaps seeing and understanding that even the people that we think of as super high performers in some way more perfect than we are, as if such a thing exists, right? That, that, that Elon Musk is the, and he's a very intelligent human being, right? He's, he's obviously got a lot going on, but that, that he's somehow so different from the rest of us that he doesn't have personal demons at night or, or questions, or he doesn't occasionally struggle with making a smart choice for, for, for what to do today. It's just, it's not true. I mean, he's, he's mm-hmm. going through the same stuff that we are. So, Conversely, what do you mm-hmm. think the most underrated concept is that people overlook? And it could be something you've already said that's just fine, but what what are people missing? What's what's underrated in your opinion? Yeah, I mean sticking with the themes that we've been talking about it would be that power of your own mind and your own company you know you've got like seventy thousand thoughts running through your head every day (laughs) you're not going to be able to catch them all and you don't have to catch them all even just taking you know a few of them and pushing them in the direction that you want to go in terms of yeah do i want to yeah have good self-esteem do i want to be confident whatever that is don't miss that stuff i think we often get really focused on external achievements or other people's approval as a way of feeling like we've we've made it or we've got somewhere but the more that you are focused on the way you talk to yourself in your own mind the less you need that stuff in order to feel okay so you don't need circumstances to be different at all if you want to feel happier what you need is to be more on your own side and looking at those things that are going right and that is the biggest thing even if you know you're poor even if you're like your health isn't great we want to keep focusing back on what do i like about myself i'd say the gratitude thing as well like you said like what is there that is going right around Mm -hmm. me your mind is making the biggest difference to how happy or unhappy you are yes yes Yes. And I think that, that that's it's this is the probably the, the, the fourth or fifth time this has come up on the podcast. Um, so listeners, listen up. <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> the the fact is if we could be nicer to ourselves, 
if we could focus on the positive, if we could focus on ways that we are improving, not how to improve, but ways that we're that we're going that direction, we can reinforce that we can build on success, we can ride Mm. the wave into an upward trajectory. So you don't need circumstances to be different, but they probably will start to change in a positive way when you change your outlook. (laughs) Definitely. Right? I mean, it's just, and there is a a sense of being happy with with where you are and what's going on. You know, you want to increase your happiness, your fulfillment, waiting and and delaying your 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 happiness and and my life won't be fulfilled until I have X. Like, well, then, what if it turns out to be something else? What if, what if you don't get that Lamborghini and you get a Bugatti instead? Like, <laughs> are you going to say that 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 you were a failure? What if you uh, uh, just you know it, it, you, you got to enjoy it and you got to. Yeah. Be happy now. Don't you're worth it. Yeah, so. pretty much. <laughs> Now's all we've got, right? So Now's all we've got. <laughs> got to make it work now. Now always got. Lana, thank you so much. If you want to know more about Lana, check out her podcast, The Slow Life Project with Lana Hall, available through Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Take a look at her website, theslowlifeproject.com, and follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Links to everything are in the show notes as always. And until next time, I'm Andrew Wallace, and we don't have a problem. We've got an opportunity.